What's up, GC? Welcome back to Eagle Underground, the show that takes you inside all the cool programs and extracurriculars we've got going on here at Graves County Schools. I'm Mr. Miller, and I am joined by two folks on a team that I think really flies under the radar uh, at Graves County High School. But the crazy thing is they are insanely successful, and I'm talking about the bowling team. And I've got two members of our bowling team here today. I'm joined by Abigail Hamilton and Cole Clark. Welcome, guys. Thanks for having us. Now, Cole, you and I were talking a little bit before we came on a recorded. And what what grade are you in now? Um, I'm a sophomore. You're a sophomore, and you've been on the team for five years. Going on four now. Going on um, four. So seventh since, grade. So since seventh grade, so you've been at it for a while. And Abigail, how long have you been bowling? Um, I've been on the team since seventh grade, but I've been bowling since I was about five years old. Okay, so. and just and just to go ahead and clear the air and state for the record, um, a lot of people don't really know about what you guys do, and I think part of that is because when you guys compete, it's naturally not inside this building because Graves County doesn't have a bowling alley. I mean, you guys do compete locally in Mayfield sometimes. Uh, But here this past weekend, you actually traveled to Louisville for a tournament. Is that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So what tournament was that? That was the Crimson Clash. It's basically where you bowl your qualifying games, which is two regular games and then 10 bakers. And then the top four go into a bracket style match play. So how does that work? I I was talking to to, uh, Coach Elliott about it earlier because he was telling me, live bowling is one of his favorite sports to watch because he says the energy is so insane. And he was trying to explain the format because it's like you guys have teams and then you have somebody that's the anchor. I know that. And that's, yes. that's you. Yes. Right? So how does that work? So bakers, you take your top five averages and basically you're having five people bowl 10 frames, but you split up into two frames per person. Anchor bowls fifth and 10th, which is kind of considered the most important part, but I think the whole team just in general really puts into it. But the 10th, the anchor bowls the 5th and 10th frame, which is when you need it, especially when a game's close, like it was this past weekend in our semifinal game for the girls, it came down to the 10th frame. So it's a lot of pressure. I imagine. And it kind of, the format kind of lends itself to, there's really nowhere that anybody can hide. Everybody's got to pull their weight. Um, And so I imagine that is a lot of pressure. How many, so, so there's a girls bowling team, there's a guys bowling team. Is that how that works? Yes. How many members do you have? I, I saw a picture earlier when I was working on GCTV, but I don't remember exactly. Uh, how many on the boys team? On the boys team, uh, I know it's, it, I think it's around 12 to 14. We've got yeah. about 12 to 14. And then we've got about nine girls. There's really not a lot of people who know about the bowling team. So it's kind of hard every year to can try to get people to join the team, try to get it out there. So. And it's very, you know, it's very different. And even now, and I've talked about this um, on the podcast before. And, and there are certain sports that just don't draw as big of a spectator crowd, mm-hmm. um, yeah. at least not like they used to. And bowling is one of them, but you guys are at least, I believe it's just girls. You guys are defending state champions. Yes. Are you not yeah. like that reigning state champions? I think that cannot be overstated. I mean, you guys are really good. Uh, last year we were actually almost undefeated. We won six out of seven tournaments in the tournament that we didn't win. We lost in the semifinals by one pin. And a single pin. Yeah. One single wow. pin. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so where does the love of it? You said you've been bowling since you were five. Uh, and I'll ask both of you guys this question. You can start okay. first. Abigail. Where does the love of bowling come from? Well, my dad did it from a young age, like I did. And I used to go and watch him compete in like the local leagues 
And when I was really little, I just I was tired of watching. I was ready to get out there. So he enrolled me in a league and I started competing around seven. But I was bowling from five and I just fell in love with it. Same question to you. Um, well, I actually played baseball um, for going on 10 years before I started bowling. And it was in middle school. I was going past and my stepmom recommended me to try another sport. She was like, maybe you should, you know, branch out, do something else. And so we looked over at bowling and I saw one of my friends. It was Abigail <laughs> behind the stand. And um, I said, you know, why not? You know, just a little secondary sport. And then I find myself the next year quitting baseball to pursue completely bowling. So, wow. I mean, that was all I was focused in. So it was like a life changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, you, people don't understand that there's so much more opportunity in bowling than you think. I mean, we go to tournaments and we win loads of scholarship money. Oh, yeah. We went to junior gold, me and him. We went to Michigan for nine days and we were surrounded by college coaches. Yep. It, it was constantly colleges talking to you, coaches talking to you. We even got really? to meet professional bowlers. Yep. So, so this was, you said you went to Michigan for nine days yeah. and you were just mm-hmm. surrounded by people just yeah. scouting bowlers yeah. for college. Yep. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot. I mean, that surprises me, but I guess there's a lot of people who didn't know yeah, that that was there's just, there's just so thing. much that people do not realize goes into bowling, the things that we do. I mean, for about two or three months during the summer, that's literally all we do every oh, weekend. Absolutely. We went to, whenever we were down there in Michigan, there were so many people in that tournament that we went to and so many scouts that they had to split us up into about five different bowling alleys. Yeah. And really? then there was like, uh, like 35 five squads. different like, facilities. Yeah. And then 35 ish squads. Yeah. And the thing is, is, I mean, these bowling alleys had like up to 50 lanes each. Like they're not like Mayfield. A 50, right a here 50 lane. I don't know that I've <laughs> yeah. ever stepped foot in yep. a 50 lane bowling alley. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a very different experience. Yeah. That is, that's crazy. Bowling and is like this sleeper sport that it, people it really just is. don't really know. Yeah. And last year, uh, or it might've been this year, I'm not sure, but we went to a doubles tournament in Owensboro <laughs> yeah. and we, uh, we took on the W there. We, it was uh, actually a collegiate tournament. Yeah, it was a collegiate tournament. They had a specific college, um, Lane conditions out and we bowled on it and we uh shot yeah. doubles and we we, we actually led the tournament with the two forty two two man baker. So mm-hmm. that was that was pretty cool. That's crazy. And yeah, again, and I mean we've I've said this a million times, but you guys are so good. And that's the thing. People don't know that I mean, there are people your friends know that you bowl, right? Yeah. And your yeah. family knows that you bowl. Absolutely. But there's a lot of people in this building who don't even know that we have a bowling team. Mm-hmm. So where do you so how does a practice how do you guys practice? Well, we have two day practices, but people don't know that outside of high school practice, we're up there five days a week. Yeah, we're, really? con- we're constantly bowling, but our normal high school practice consists of two to three normal games, which goes into our averages to determine who bowls tournaments and things like that. And then we work on bakers. We do drills. We do a little bit of fun just to get the practice ended. So it's a real grind. It's, oh, yeah. it's very similar oh, in terms of rigor to something like basketball, baseball, or football. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's uh you know, we will uh, do drills and practices according to what we're struggling with. Like the coach will find things that we're mess- missing or spares that we're not doing so hot on. And he will have us just specifically practice those just so we can hone every skill that we have. That's, that's, that's really cool. I know, um, um, I know Mr. Richard has been yeah. to a few of you guys' meets and he, yep. he really has a lot of respect for what you guys do. Um, and, uh, we were talking, we were up in the cafeteria a few minutes ago and I was talking to coach Elliot and, uh, Mr. Kendall and Kendall and coach Elliot was saying, I love going and watch bowling live because it's, it's electric in there. Everybody gets so excited. Mr. Kendall's like, no, you're lying. And, and Mr. coach Elliot was like, you won't know unless you've been there. Yeah, yeah. And I've never seen live bowling. So I don't, I don't know. We've had new members on the team and 
when you're first year, you don't necessarily expect to go to tournaments just because we have very good bowlers on the team. So it's kind of like a competition between ourselves to get to that point. Sure. But when they first come into a tournament, it's crazy. There's cheering, there's chanting. My mom at state actually broke her wedding band clapping so hard. Really? And yeah, there's, we actually had parents get in trouble for cowbells and things like that. Like like your parents did? Oh, not my parents, but some of the middle schoolers parents got in trouble for cowbells. (laughs) We we had a bowler on the uh, boys team at state dyes hair blue. Like we go all out. So how do you, so how do you focus in that type of environment? Cause at least in like football, you know, we're a big, I would consider us a football school, but at least you're separated from the audience in a bowling alley, there's limited space. And if they're getting that loud, how do you calm your nerves? Well, um, whenever you're, whenever you step up to the approach and you're shooting your shot, typically it's just a bowling respect thing for everyone to be quiet and for everyone to let you have your shot and do whatever. Mm -hmm. But the moment that your ball hits those pins and all of them fall down, it's it's, it's a crazy. wild house. I mean, everyone goes absolutely crazy. Talking about the respect thing, Joshua Gowen, he's a junior. He actually had, uh, was it the front 10? 10. He had the front 10. He was close to 300, both 289. But at the second that he stepped on that lane, everybody got off the approach. Everybody's focused on him. And you're talking about how do we stay focused? Uh I say that bowling's more of a mental sport than anything. Oh, people, absolutely. people are always like, "Oh, you're just rolling a ball down the lane. It's not physical. It's not a sport." Well, everything that I do when I step on that approach goes straight to my head. It's a, it's a completely. You have to be in a great mindset the entire time you bowl. And I think it's pe- easy for people to underestimate just how hard it is to be a good bowler because almost everybody on the planet has bowled recreationally. They've oh, yeah. gone on a date to the bowling alley or their friends go, but it's really hard to bowl well like and i say that as somebody who i've i've bowled quite a bit in my day but i've never been good at it well yeah Um, you you see these people and um a lot of the time you can find somebody pretty commonly who's bowled a pretty high game like someone's uncle or someone in their family's bowled something good it's just consistency that really gets people they don't understand how much consistency it takes to be considered a good bowler like they'll have um someone who can bowl good in a league every now and then once every few months but they don't understand the hard work that it takes to be able to shoot these high scores very yeah and for us bowling at home is one thing but when we go to tournaments we go out of town we're traveling it it means the world to us just to be able to get good shots down be consistent things like that because that's where it counts that's where the hardware comes in the titles so and you guys have a lot of them yes (laughs) yeah we were um we were region champs last year but you know it's okay. We, we give all the credit to the girls for winning. We, we <laughs> yeah. got fifth. We lost to the team that won. And they they should have had it. They were they were two and zero. But they the next three just kind of went downhill. But it happens. It yeah. Happens. I mean, and, and I remember I remember Ed talking about that because I think he texted me and was like, "We're bowling state champs." And I was like, "I didn't, I didn't." I literally told him I said, "I didn't know we were that good." Um, and we put together a bowling video for you guys last year. I want to do another one this year, like one day when you guys compete locally okay. that we can actually come out because we're actually competing in McCracken in two weeks in two so, weeks yes. perfect I need to put yes. that down in my calendar because yeah I mean bowling is really just a sport that um the whole environment you have to see it to believe it yeah. like you have to be there in the moment to understand just how crazy it I've, I've invited people to come out and they're like there's no way that it's it's that loud uh, we've had people bring you know the little ear protectors and the really? ear mo- yeah it's it's so loud in there that's um that's really cool. Um, I, I think it's great that there's a program like that um, in our school. And because, and you know, you think, well, if I'm going to do sports, you, you think of like the traditional like yeah. three or four. 
Um, and bowling is a sport, you know, I mean, you're, I mean, you guys don't go and you guys don't do weightlifting conditioning, no, I don't think, no. but there is, there's technique involved and, oh, yeah. and there is a physicality to it, especially when you're practicing that much. I imagine it really, it really wears on, on your arm. Um, mm-hmm. I've had times where I bowl and you, we get into slumps sometimes, you know, because bowling's not one of those things that you are repeating shots, but not only are you having to worry about yourself, the lane conditions, every ball that you throw, it's changing that lane. So you have to be worried about that constantly. And I actually actually just got out of a slump about three months ago. I was struggling. But right now, I think I, I worked out of that slump and I'm bowling the best I've ever been. So it's really more mental than anything. You mentioned uh, every ball you throw changes the lane conditions. Yes. What, what do you mean by that? So on the lane, there's oil. And we have different bowling balls. They all have different cover stocks, cores, all that technical stuff. Oh, yeah. We could be here for hours. Oh, yeah. All the specs of a bowling ball. But when you're throwing that ball down the lane, that cover stock is picking up that oil that is put out in the lane. So it can either be dragging it down or picking it up. So every ball that you throw, that lane is changing. So you're having to adapt every shot you throw. You have to know how to read the lane. You have to know how to move, where to move, things like that. The average bowler has, or I guess the average casual bowler and myself included has never even considered any of that no. criteria whenever you go bowling. <laughs> yep. Whenever, I, Oh, I'm sorry. No, go but, ahead. Um, whenever, uh, whenever I first started bowling, I didn't know that there was oil on the lane either, but like through research, through bowling myself, through all the years that I've had, I, you know, oil used to be just to protect the ball. It used to just be to protect the ball. So there wasn't a bunch of chips in it every time you threw it and to protect the lane itself. But no, now they've used it to completely change the sport and make it like a super competitive and like the PBA, the Professional Bowlers Association, they use hundreds of different patterns that all have different names. Yeah. The meta game of bowling is all this. I, this is so fascinating. All this <laughs> stuff I just did not know. Um, that's crazy. Yeah. There's, uh, there's different lengths. There's different volumes. They, they spread out in different patterns. I mean, there's a whole list of things that go into bowling that there's a bunch realize. of different materials that the bowling balls are made out of. Mm-hmm. And this affects the way that they move the oil. Like mm-hmm. there's reactive resin, there's urethane, there's plastic. And then the way that you drill the ball, where you put the fingers, you where they have the core and the PAP and things like that. I mean, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. You've got different positions that you can put the core in. If you want the ball to move at a certain place on the lane better. <laughs> See, that is so much more complicated to you go and bowl casually and you say, I'm looking for a ball that my fingers will fit in. Well, yeah, my fingers no. fit in this one. This sounds good to me. Oh, it's, yeah. it's so technical and people don't realize that. Like it's, I said, it's more mental than anything, but there's just so much that goes into it and you, you have to put that all into one game and it's really hard sometimes. Yeah, we have a we have a pro shop worker, which is Abigail's dad, and uh, she does um, he does all the stuff for us, like when it comes to getting the ball to fit our hand and everything, because it's more of like a comfort fit, and he knows who we are, and he knows what we're comfortable with whenever it comes to bowling balls. So that's who we go to, and he gets things fitted and done for us the way we want them. Yeah, shout out to our coaches; they they put a lot of work into it that people don't realize. Absolutely, who are the coaches for the bowling team? Um, so we have Jimmy Latta who's been the coach for almost the entire time the program's been running. Um, he does, he gets us set up for tournaments. He, he does all the big work. And then my dad's the assistant coach. Um, he works with the girls a lot. He's the one who drills our bowling balls. Bobby Hamilton. <laughs> he digs down and deep and he, he knows us all pretty well. That That's what makes a good coach. They know us all pretty well. And then our newest coach, Caleb Speed, he is really good. He he knows what he's talking about when we get down there. He he's I've the had, one we go to. I've had a lot of improvements this year just from the 
tips that I've gotten from Jimmy and Caleb and yeah. Bobby. They're really good coaches. Yeah, like, I, they're some of the best coaches of any sport I've ever played. When, when I got into that slump these past two or three months ago, I went to Caleb and my dad and I was like, look, I, I'm, I'm struggling and I'm going to need y'all to come through. And they told me everything I needed to know. And within two weeks, I was back on my game. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Wow. Just, just, I feel like we could sit here and talk about the sport for <laughs> forever because I, I, I think it's, it's just so fascinating to me. Something that is in your own backyard that I don't think a lot of people realize. Yeah. I absolutely love talking about it because there's so much stuff that the, I guess, um, average person wouldn't know about. And I just, I love talking about it. It's great. So what would you, if you guys were going to make a pitch to somebody who may be, cause there are people that listen to this in their high oh, yeah. classes. Let's say there's somebody who's like, you know, I like bowling, but it, it seems intimidating. I don't really know about the environment. I don't really know what okay. I'm doing. I, Make a pitch okay. for potential people to for sign me, up. When people team. ask me, like, why do you love it so much? I think it, it, I'd, instead of calling us a team, I'd call us a family. I mean. Oh, absolutely. I, I you think. And you, you get on that team and you're treated just, you're treated like you're one of us. You're I mean, bes- besides bowling, we hang out outside of school five times a week. I mean, we go to each other's houses. We do things together. We hang out. I mean, I call these people my second family. I don't know what I'd do without them. So you you create a bond way different than any other sport, I'd think, because there's like. You can't see there, them, but yeah. they just fist bump. <laughs> <laughs> there's very few of us on this team. So you have the time to, you know, bond with these people. I mean, we travel out of town mm-hmm. all year long. Well, you have to. People don't a- realize our season isn't just from, you know, September to March. As soon as March is over, we're doing individual tournaments Absolutely. And all over a- the you know, the country. We, um, as soon as that team stuff is over, we're still a team at heart, but you know, that's whenever it turns into solo bowling, whenever that high school season is over, we are in the off season. We go to these tournaments in many different States, many different cities all over the place. And we bowl these solo tournaments to get our names out there to these colleges. And then whenever high school season starts back up, that's whenever we're a team again. And you know, these crowds aren't huge, but it means more to me than anything. When I'm bowling solos and I turn around and I see my teammates up there watching me, that, that means more to me than anything. Oh yeah. And of course, and from what it sounds like, they bring enough energy to, to oh, yeah. fill in for a crowd that's much larger than that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So is the intention that you're going to bowl whenever you go to college, too? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's 100%. that's mainly what we're working for. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel like I have to ask this may be a dumb question. Okay. Don't make fun of me if it is. Have you ever bowled a 300? Uh, Neither of us have. No, okay. we've gotten. I'm. I'm this might sound like bragging, but in the past three weeks, I've had four opportunities to bowl 300. Two of them were my fault. Two of them weren't. It's just luck. But I'm going to give a shout out to our eighth grader, Braylon Perkins. He may not hear this, but he's already shot two 300s this season. This season in eighth yes. grader? Yep. That is this crazy. <laughs> this, this kid has been bowling half the time or less than I have been bowling and has made me look like a chump. <laughs> yeah, he, he is. He's a beast. He's good. Yeah. That's awesome. He's good. He, I mean, he's he's on our varsity team and he's an eighth well, grader. He should be if he's, yeah. if he's shooting that well. Yeah. He's got he's got five more years. And I think, you know, I think the rest of the teams in the state are going to be shaking in their yeah. boots whenever he's a he's, high he's, schooler. He's, and he's absolutely throwing down pins like it's nothing. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. What's the highest you've ever bowled? Uh, two ninety. Two ninety. I had a I mean, spare in the first frame and then shot uh, eleven strikes in a row. After. But that is like. And I, and I, people need to know how hard it even is okay, to people, get in that, that scoring range. People think it's hard, but we have people who just joined literally two months ago 
and they're already averaging 130, 140. I mean, when you have people around you who support you and they know what they're doing, I think you learn more just by bowling with a team who knows how to bowl. Sure, just sponge so, it up. Yeah. And whenever you have coaches that are not just – not just give you constructive criticism, but are also make sure to let you know that you're a family and make sure to let you know that yeah. you can be comfortable here and that you can always like let them know what kind of issues you're having. And they're not going to get mad at you just for saying that yeah. you're having trouble. Our, our coaches and support system may be small, but it's big to us because we have people who support us. They know what they're talking about. And if we're struggling, they're not just going to tell you, Hey, this is what you're doing wrong. They're going to lead you into the right way in the right direction. Like I was bowling, um, anchor at our tournament that we had at home this year and I got a tip from one of the coaches because I wasn't doing good I was not doing great at all and he gave me this tip he just told me to speed up and stay relaxed and it was one of the best tips I had ever heard because it was so simple I mean Jimmy likes to keep it simple and it works a lot of the time I did I followed what he said and we ended up winning that tournament because of the tip that the coach gave me I mean it's just really good simple I mean I love all the coaches to death it sounds like you guys have a really strong unit yeah, we do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. Well, thank you guys so much. This this was a lot of fun for me. I enjoy sitting down and doing the podcast, but this one was fun in particular because I get to learn so much about something I didn't I didn't really know about. Yeah, I enjoyed it. So, me too. So shout outs to the bowling team, the defending state champions. So if you're if you have any interest at all in pursuing bowling. Uh, you should talk to some of these fine folks who are on this team and find out what it's about. And if you've got something going on in the school that you want to come on and talk about on Eagle Underground, hit me up. You can email me at gcs.eagleunderground at graves. Blah, blah, blah. You're in this school. You know what the rest <laughs> of that email is. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you next time. Listening to Eagle Underground, hosted by Mr. Miller, produced by GCTV. Music by Sean Howell and Aiden Dick. Have a club, sport, or event you want to talk about? Send us an email. You can listen to Eagle Underground on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you get your podcasts from.